ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on a laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Dr. D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals all right, we're going to keep this going, Simon. Yes. It's so good to see you, like, kind of in person, yeah. <laughs> you know, after talking for a while, man. So you're having a productive day, huh? Yes. That's awesome, man. So I found, like, okay, we got to talk about this Reddit thing in addition to your method and stuff. But, like, yeah. you're coming to me on a whole nother level from most other guests is that you've developed a, a very interesting space in Reddit. And I don't understand Reddit that well, but it seems hard to like get into. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but let's kind of talk about your history. And I think this is very interesting kind of self-help in, in the larger scale of self-help. So let's rewind back and learn a little yeah. about Simon here. Sure. You want me to just dive in? Let's uh, just dive in, man. This, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy to actually. Um, my story can kind of go back. I mean, we can go back many years ago. Just I've yeah. always had an infatuation with this idea that I can improve myself, that, that I don't have to be fixed a certain way, that I can take steps to get better. So I've always been just drawn to, to self-help resources, books, and all that. Um, but at the same time, nothing tended to stick with me. You know, it was the kind of person that would be on and off these bandwagons. Um you know, fast forward to about five years ago, I got into, let's say, more unconventional ways to improve yourself. I was actually reading a lot of books on sobriety, like, like alcohol sobriety, even though I don't really drink that much, on uh, books on mindfulness, psychology, kind of like not going directly towards my problem with these like self-help books, but kind of finding in the peripheral what the core problem was, because I had these like addictive tendencies. So I wanted to understand, you know, with these traditional addictions what was the actual core problem and, and to see if I can find ways to help myself so with that I patched together a methodology of sorts that really digs to, to the deeper part of of today's societies you know compulsions with technology and what I call vices or ways to like distract ourselves and uh, yeah, so I've been kind of using or, or building up this, this method for five plus years. I didn't really have a name for it initially. I just, it was just like what I was doing, what I was kind of building up with trial and error. And then on a whim about a bit more than two years ago now, I, I was on Reddit on a, self, on a self-discipline or a personal development uh, subreddit called Get Disciplined. And someone had posted... A, a, a post requesting advice saying, you know, like I have procrastination issues. Um, I just can't really deal with this. You know, does anyone have any advice? And I was like, you know what? Like I have all this like old writing that I have from past attempts at getting my stuff out, stuff out there. I was like, you know what? Let me just like, just drop it onto this thread here and see what happens. And uh, it took like, because there's like a character limit. It took like four posts to get it all in there. <laughs> But, and it was just like by far the, the most someone's ever posted on that subreddit, I'd assume. But yeah, but the, the, the re response was very positive. Like, you know, there was at that relative 
very, very big for me at that point. There was dozens of people telling me this is different. This is new. I never thought of it this way, yada, yada. So I ended up cleaning it up. Um, I posted it on the same subreddit as, a, as like a proper post. And since then, I've just been posting other articles on the topic. I've made a website. I have a have a I have a PDF version of that of that of my method method that I use as like a to generate to, to get to grow an email list. And yeah, it's been two years. I've been I post semi regularly on that on that subreddit, and that's how I've been building an audience. And I've since then started a a group program, which is which is running quite well these days. And I'm working on a book, which is. Uh, a, a much deeper dive on the topic, going into more more details with it. I've been working on that for the, since the beginning of the year. I thought I'd have it done by the spring, but I'm still working on it. It's like <laughs> it's kind of thing where it's it's tough to to. It's like I, I keep finishing it and then being like, oh, you know what? I should rework it this way and change it around, and then I have to spend another two weeks working on it. But it's getting professionally edited. It's getting. We're, we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's and I'm hoping to, to launch it within probably this fall. Beautiful. That's awesome, yeah. man. So in your opinion, what's the difference between kind of traditional self-help versus your methodology for that? That's a good question. Okay. And I, and I, and I, I want to provide a very good answer because I do, it's very important for me to differentiate myself to what's typically out there. So the way I the way I've come to explain it is that you know everybody can place themselves on a scale of one to ten in terms of where they are in terms of their productivity their their habits and all that. So what I've come to see is that your typical self help advice. Let's use Atomic Habits for example. That was written by a person who used to be say a seven on ten James Clear, and he figured out a way to become this like nine on ten. 10 on 10 productivity legend or guru. And, and that's, that's the norm. All the self-help resources, resources out there were written by former six, seven, eight on tens who, can, who wanted to get to a 10 on 10. And that's what, that's what they know really well. It's how to like fine tune your, your, your abilities and everything. But there's nothing that caters to a one or two on 10 who, wants, who just wants to get to that seven on 10. Yeah. Right. It's that 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 transition, those writers never had to go through a transition. They wouldn't be bloggers if they had issues with <laughs> right. something as simple as as you know, as, as spending too much time on your phone. Yeah. Like that it's just it's just completely ignored. And that was me for a decade plus. Like I don't it's not like I had this issue for a week or, or a month and then I transformed into this perfect being. It's like I I've gone through every single struggle my my audience has, has has dealt with. I've definitely gone through it, and that's like the number one feedback I get on my writing is like people are like, "It's like you're you're, you're me writing my experience. Like you know exactly what I'm going through." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not not because I'm a good writer. It's because I just I know what you're going through. I know the experience. I've been through it." So it's to really kind of like it. explain this a little bit more, so when you say like seven on ten and stuff. Yeah. These people are already fairly productive is what you're saying. They yeah. basically wanted to become like ultra productive or the, the highest version essentially yes. of productivity. And you're saying you're coming from like the like almost like people are like at the lowest level, essentially like 
super procrastination, have a hard time just getting yeah. much accomplished. Is that what we're yeah, saying? But it, to, on some level, you know? on, a, on some level, yes, but it doesn't, you don't have to be like, you know, flagrantly, you know, procrastinating <laughs> right. and just right. like, like, I, I like to say that we're procrastinators and not slackers. Mm. So I made a distinction in the sense that at the end of the day, you're going to get your work done. You're going to pass your tests. You're going to submit that assignment, that project for your boss, whatever it takes, but you're going to do it at the last minute. So it, it doesn't mean that people who just don't give a shit about their lives and everything, it's actually the opposite. It's, it caters more to people who have this burning desire to get stuff done, but mm. they're being stifled. Right. And I say that good advice, it requires you to do something over and over again. So in these self-help books, they'll be like, okay, to, to get to from seven to nine or 10, you got to do this thing, do it over and over and over again, and then you'll get this outcome. But the problem that if, you have, if you're one on one or two on 10, your problem is doing anything over and over again. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just the problem is to be consistent. So it's like, you can have the best advice ever, the best philosophy, the best mindset, but if you're not able to do it over and over again, it's not, it's never going to, never going to help yeah. you or transform you. So that's where, that's my specialization. Let's say it's like kind of getting back to the roots. What's the actual problem? What's, what's stifling you? What's causing you to, to behaving compulsively? And let's fix that there and move on. Do you think that the traditional self-help resources that they're aware that this doesn't potentially connect to people who are one or two on 10 or they, what's the focus is, do they think they're doing good for those folks or like, what's, do you know what the mindset is on that? I believe it's, it's hard for them to grasp what it's like to be them. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm sure that every single self-help writer out there has had some kind of interaction with someone who, where their advice didn't work. Right. And that could be frustrating for the, for the writer. They can be like, you know what? I gave them the formula. Like I told <laughs> right. you this, this, it's like so you. clear. Yeah. Walk my steps and you'll get this amazing outcome. Yeah. And they don't understand. Like I remember I was listening to a podcast and it was, I don't, maybe I, don't, I won't name names, but it was a pretty well-established self-help writer. And she was talking about how one of her readers or someone that she was interacting with was, was saying like, you know, I can't follow your advice. I can't not do what you're telling me not to do. And, and then the, the, the writer was like, I don't understand. It's like, all you have to do is just, I, I tell myself I won't do this thing. And then I don't, and then I'm better. It's like, I don't understand why that person can't not do this thing. Like why, why mm. they can't just stop going on Instagram. They, so there, there's a lack of a connection understanding. And it's, it's, not because they're ignorant or whatever, or whatever. They just, it's just, they haven't had that problem. They, 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 there's no, they don't have the frame of reference to get it. Yeah. Actually, it kind of reminds me of an analogy of like a very, um, let's say all time great athlete and tries to coach other athletes, Yes. but they can't understand what it's like to be maybe just an average or entry level athlete. Exactly. So they're like, why can't you do the stuff that I do? type of thing you know yeah. like they just don't have a frame of reference of ever being on that level that's what it exactly. seems like the comparison to me on some level yeah. exactly yeah so I, I don't i don't rally against conventional self-help i still think it's mm. it's valuable in our society it's good things things to read if, if it's just to make you think about other things but if you want to 
to change to go from a one to a seven you got you need advice that caters the ones to set to go from one to yeah. seven simple as that what is the what is the desire for self-help generally speaking for humans have you dove into this what's maybe the mechanism why people feel like they need so much help yeah it's a very good question because it could i think mark manson's written about this where it could kind of backfire and and make things kind of work for, worse for you mm. like the desire to be happy is itself a form of unhappiness whoa interest explain yeah. that i i mean that's fascinating <laughs> yeah i mean uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not crazy. particularly my idea so i, may, I might yeah. kind of paraphrase paraphrasing but it's just like because at the end of it this is the way i see it right self-improvement is all about acceptance mm. right but there's a paradox there because it's like if i accept things if i accept the way i am right now if i fully okay with everything then why would i have an incentive to get better to make things better mm. right yeah it's a paradox it's like if you if you're if you if you're immersed in this negativity if you hate your career you hate your life the your inclination is like okay let me use that hate and that resentment to fuel my productivity and make things better mm. but the problem is and, the, and i've written about this the problem is negativity pressure all these things they don't lead to motivation they lead to you grabbing your vices mm. because your vices are amazing at overcoming at, at relieving bad feelings that's what your brain is programmed it's like if i feel right. any sort of bad feeling i grab a vice so if you have a bad feeling you're not it's not going to motivate you it's going to it's going to get you to relieve that that bad feeling with your vices. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I answered your question there. Uh, yeah, it's more, no, it's, it's just a, this is a very interesting topic to me because uh, me I kind of dabble into it myself with my speaking engagements and stuff. But yeah. on the other hand, I always ask the question and I just thought of this, like, well, when does self-improvement become self-indulgence? Yeah. Well, like, when you when you say self-indulgence, are you implying that it doesn't actually help you? It's just kind of like yeah. you say that you did and it's well, you know, like important. okay, so I'm sure you're familiar. Like there's so much out there about like self-care. Yeah. It's like told take care of yourself, which I'm all about investing in yourself. But yeah. when does it become kind of a, a very kind of egotistical thing where it's really just about feeding kind of the beast in you and not really making you a better person it's just indulgent it's like oh you know whatever you know that's that's a good question um i i honestly haven't really witnessed it in the people that i deal mm -hmm. with because the people that i'm dealing with are very far removed from like being anywhere near okay that makes sense they're like mostly like the opposite of that like <laughs> right. with yeah. like very right. poor self-esteem they're too far away from that yeah, yeah. Point. but i can definitely imagine that being the case yeah. Um, where it's just like almost like a badge of honor like oh I, I went through these steps and now look at me like for sure that can that can be that can be self-indulgent and happening yeah it's kind of like someone who's maybe okay say like eight of nine nine yeah. whatever and they're like at the peak but then it's like okay you what are you doing this for now is it just to make well, yourself feel you know like you know what i mean it, it, that's the detail that's that's where it's it's why are you wanting to yeah to improve yourself and that was that was actually your original question is like why yeah. do people get into this I, I could speak for myself like i got into self-development when i was 17 years old and i remember this vividly it was just like i was a scrawny kid couldn't talk to girls and it was like i found this book that told me yeah. here's how to talk to girls and it was like 
like a glass shattered in my mind where it was just like, I went from, I'm this, I'm this way of being and that's how I'm going to be for life to like, I can actually change. And it's like weird to think of that now, many years later, but it's like, I, that wasn't a reality for me before I found this self-help book. So that was the reason why, and it's, is it, is to chase after girls a noble reason? Maybe not. Yeah. Like there could end up being other reasons that are not, that are like less than noble, like wanting to chase after money or or status and all these Mm -hmm. things. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, the most, again, the most, the people that I mostly deal with are people that just want to, to work on their projects that just want to not yeah. have to be compulsive, be always on their phones and all that. That's, that's kind of like a, a, a good problem to solve. Yeah. And whether it solves other problems that are less good, that's, that's a different question. I'd say so. I mean, the phone problem is, I feel is a very huge problem. Yeah. I think it's the end. So so let's move that into vices. The phone is a vice for a lot of people. It is yeah. a digital prosthesis, uh, almost like a binky for yeah. if you know, a digital binky. Is this yeah. one of the greatest issues you face with people you're providing this, these resources to, yeah, or are there so. other things that are you seeing much larger than this? Well, this is what it comes down to. I have this analogy where it's, where I say that like what you're trying to do is like an alcoholic, an ex-alcoholic trying to work at a bar to earn his living. <laughs> right, 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 right. So it's the, the phone is one thing, but your computer is the same thing where it's like yeah. you have Microsoft Word open to do your work or Excel or whatever. But with within like two clicks, you can be on Reddit, you can be on YouTube, you could be on TikTok. Your phone is right next to you. Yeah. Right. So it's like the environment you're putting yourself in happens to be the same environment in which your vices exist or completely mm. ubiquitous. Yeah. And the phone is, is, is special because never in our history have we had like our vices in our phone available, available to us 24 right. seven with an endless stream of content. Right. Right. It's like, you know, in the eighties we had, there was, there was uh, for the first time ever, there was uh, cable TV and it was like mm. the first time you can have a stream of this, but it's like, now we have, an infinite amount of channels and 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 just a lot more it's just way more accessible than it's ever been yeah i remember when tv used to actually not have any program after a certain amount of time like yeah. it was like oh just play like the american flag on the tv or something like that yeah. and it's like there was actual nothing like you yeah. couldn't watch anything yeah. and sometimes i wonder like I mean, I know humans don't necessarily go backwards on stuff like that, but sometimes I wonder, is there a space to kind of like input some of this, you know, like almost like how can you, because the, the phone is like, it's like having another drink. If you're an alcoholic, it's like, Oh, it's just right there. I'm already there. You know, like, I don't, I feel like that may be hard to implement. And the phone is such a, such a unique, strange experience for humans. So I've been given this incredible power that we did nothing to earn yeah. really understand like we don't understand it most people don't even know how their phone works at all they <laughs> just sure. turn it for on sure. and start using it yeah. <laughs> so. especially if you're born after the year 2000 you're just yeah. born into this existence <laughs> you don't even know how it works man it, <laughs> like, it's it's just there i mean just like we don't know how our microwave oven works it's just yeah we just kind of like we just roll with it it's <laughs> just yeah, yeah exactly but i mean like so i i hear like echoes of the debate of whether like are we just, is it the phones that's the problem or are human beings just naturally kind of mm. like well, this way, kind of gluttonous mm-hmm. and impulsive? Um, 
I don't really think it's like a, a yes and no black and white mm, type of answer yeah. is a reality. Um, humans have always had vices and it's the phone just happens to be the most modern kind of variety of it. And it happens also to be very accessible and teeming with, with content fine. But the fundamental problem isn't the technology. The fundamental problem is what it does. Right. Yeah. And all vices work to pacify, to escape from bad feelings. Right. So it's, right. The, if you're just trying focusing on using web blockers or whatever, like kind of superficial solutions, which are part of the method. Sure. But if you're not going back and understanding what the core of the problem is, you're just going to be playing whack-a-mole with your, with your vices. Yeah. You're going to block Reddit, but then you're going to go on to, to Instagram. You're going to block Instagram. You're going to go, you're going to go out to TV or whatever. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like you have to fix the core of the problem. Yeah. Oh, what do you see is, and <clears throat> all the people that you've had discussions, provided resources, work with, what's the biggest, what's the core of the problem? Like common core. Obviously there's different things, but is there a common thread of the core of the problem? Yeah. The, the common thread to me is a lack of self-love and self-compassion. Mm. Did you expect that? Mm. I don't know. Why, I mean, it, it feels it here. If you expect that, it feels, uh, it feels obvious, but also I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because a big part of the method, and, and I, this is not just the method, but it should be in everyone's life is it's not, what's not important is how to stay on the horse. It's what you do when you fall off the horse. Mm. So that's, that's the fundamental problem because our, our vices are so ubiquitous and so easily easily accessible it's so easy to slip up a little bit but because people they don't they lack a certain level of self-compassion mm. if they if they slip a little bit they spend five five minutes too long on reddit they feel a little bit of guilt yeah and because they're not able to process that guilt they they get they 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 put on like pressure on themselves there's, there's some self-contempt there and that's another bad feeling so they reach for more advice to relieve that, that right. feeling and they fall into this feedback loop. So like the first thing I teach to anyone, I'm like, listen, the most important thing is to find self-compassion. It's to understand that you're going to slip up. It's not a question of yeah. if, it's a question of when. So like your focus should be on doing everything possible to, to be able to process yourself slipping up, to be able to learn from your mistakes, learn from, extract some lessons, and then completely relieve yourself of any kind of blame forgive yourself and move on. That's the most important thing. And people, yeah. they, they're, they're kind of raised with this, uh, this idea that like, you don't accept failure. You don't accept slip ups. You, you berate yourself so that hopefully you won't do it again. It's like you punish yourself so you won't do it again, but that doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't so interesting. Wrong. Like the timing of this conversation between you and I, you know, yeah. for the audience, you know, we, we set this up months ago. I always set things up really early, but like, I just came from a conference in Las Vegas and I was okay. speaking about compassion and health and fitness. Right on. And it was literally one of my lines and it was about, you know, you have to be okay with making mistakes, accept yeah. your mistakes, celebrate your victories, all these different, yeah. it's just funny that this is overlapping with what I was just talking about. Yeah. And while it seemed obvious what you said, I just, I didn't see it coming, I guess also yeah. in that. You know, well, and it's, it's, it's a time we're in where it feels like this message is more important than ever. It feels absolutely. like, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the thing is, it's kind of cliche, right? It's kind of like, right. You know, like, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's what I say. I'm like, I'm into self, self, um, compassion, not because I'm a hippie and it feels good and you should all yeah. love, love it. I'm like straight up. That's what's practical. That's what's <laughs> pragmatic. That, that shit is a useful trait, like straight up. <laughs> like it's what it is. Like I, I love I'm, it. I'm actually an engineer by, 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 right. by, by education. And it's a very useful sentiment that period. How interesting is that though, that we've turned the tide that someone that would say that an engineer, right? Yeah. We would typecast an engineer as someone who's very technical, analytical, yeah. uh, math oriented, not great at feelings. We would say this generally speaking, but to look at self-compassion as this is what works. So I'm yeah. going to adopt this versus I'm doing this because I have this lifestyle or something related to that. That's an interesting turn in that. The pragmatic <laughs> yeah. approach. Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect it myself. Hmm. Like it was just it was just what works. It was just it, it came about after a decade of just trying with the method, being OK for a while, failing and then completely crashing and burn, spending a yeah. week depressed and binge, binging and all that. And one day I'm like, you know what? This isn't working. What if I just instantly forgave myself? What would happen? Yeah. What if I release all that pressure? What if I said, I'm going to fail and just bake that into my method? Yeah. That was a turning point for me. That was just what works. It wasn't like, it wasn't because I read this book on like how well you should love yourself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was just, that's what freaking works, man. That's all. So let me ask this then. Do you think there are a lot of people who may, well, they don't, maybe they don't have this pragmatic approach, right? But they say, listen, I'm more, let's say science, let's just say as a, I'm more science oriented or yeah. I'm this way. And this may work, but it, I don't believe in this type of lifestyle or this type of thing. Doesn't it seem like you're limiting yourself? If you look, you just, well, I'm, doesn't mean you have to be part of that larger community maybe per se, but yeah. it seems like, that could be stifling to someone if yeah. they are more this way, but they see something that works, but they're just like, no, I'm going to get pulled into the hippie side of thing or something, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, what's an analogy I can use where it's like, you know, if, if, if instead of, um, yeah, if instead of, let's say it's out of so compassion, the solution was meditation. Right. Right. And it's just to like spend minute every day meditating and that's going to be a solution to your problems yeah right so you can give that as a prescription to someone right and they might just use it and it works and they never give it a second thought yeah. or they can take meditation and then read ancient eastern philosophy about it and understand like different types right. of meditation they can kind of go get deeper and deeper and deeper so it's like you can under you can just take self-compassion at face value and that's it and leave it like right. just take it process it use it like a tool like literally like a calculate calculator for an engineer and don't look at all anything else into it yeah. that's what I, I encourage people to do i'm like listen you don't need to get into anything else anything woo woo that's that's kind yeah. of like hitched to this idea of self-love and self-compassion sure. like it literally can just be that you're not obligated to kind of go off on any of these tangents is that what people at least in your experience people feel like oh i'm gonna get pulled into all the, do i have to do all this other stuff is that part of the commentary that's a good question i don't i can't recall an instance where it was that overt it was more a question of like i don't feel, believe i deserve 
compassion, Ooh. self-compassion. I don't, mm. like, I don't, it doesn't really, doesn't come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's like, it's, it's not as easy for me to be like, okay, just do, just put out, turn on a self-compassion switch and they're like, okay, yeah, it's done. Like yeah. there was like kind of a psychological resistance to the sure. idea. Yeah. But to be like, oh no, this is like, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't had this instance where it's just like, no, I don't, I, I, I'd rather be hard on myself than be self-compassion. <laughs> right. You know, like they're, 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 they might be like my default is to be hard on myself. And that's what I yeah. assume would work. But yeah, but as soon as they, I kind of like push onto them, this idea of self-compassion and it, and it takes a while, it, it starts to kind of bear these kind of interesting fruits for them. Where's the gap in that? Why do you think that there's, if some, why can't they see, or they feel like they don't, what's the lack of, like, I don't deserve this. What's the gap? Like, is it, is it, you see like familial issues, yeah. uh, just kind of natural tendencies they have as a person. What's, where's that gap there? That's that they're not seeing, you know, or the bridge is not there. And yeah, you know? it's a really good question. Um, I wish I can give you a really good answer. Like, cause I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a social sure. scientist and all that, but it, I, I see it. Yeah. There's for sure some, some, a lot of it stems from childhood issues. Mm-hmm where you know we're 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 kids and even if you're not in this like particularly like abusive or or violent household or whatever traumatic household you're still just this kid in this environment with lots of uncertainty and your parents are not perfect and it's just you kind of grew up having to to grab at these coping mechanisms yeah right so that's that's the kind of the nucleus of your problem with your vices and you get so used to them that when you start school and you start to work and you want to stop using these coping mechanisms, it seems like it should be really easy because you're an adult now and you should be able to make your, <laughs> right. your own decisions. Right. But it's not that way because you have these ingrained habits, these compulsions to get you to act in certain ways. Yeah. And then because it's like, I should be a certain way, I should be this. And I just can't, you know, not go on my phone, not go on Reddit when I'm trying to work. Th- that like they, people don't accept that because it's just like it should be easy it's just it's a question of not doing this and doing this instead like it's it's not just like complicated thing that should require a very broad intervention so yeah. because in their head it's it's easy as that and they fail at that they come on hard on themselves yeah so then when i come and be like bro you need to just be compassionate with yourself like just be like forgive yourself expect that you're going to fail it's like they'd never heard that before because it's yeah. like, like, no, I, I, I've been telling myself I should be perfect because it's not hard, mm. man. Just don't go on Reddit. You don't even like Reddit. You don't <laughs> even like YouTube. It's like, it's made for, you know, 16 year olds. Like, why are you on TikTok? I'm, you're in your thirties. But again, it's like, it's just, it's just what we do. It's like our, our brains yes. compel you to act in certain ways. You got to recognize that and, and work with it rather than try to fight against it. You know, it's interesting. Like, the frustration. I understand the frustration because um, a lot of these things related to compassion or therapeutic communication thing, you think in your mind, this seems simple. Like I should have more compassion for myself. I should be kinder to people. I should listen. And I think sometimes the frustration is like, why can't I do these common sense things? Or like when I was Speaking at this conference, I told everybody there, I said, you know what? I see at this conference, a lot of people walking with their head down in between sessions. People look at you, put your head down. Why do you do that? Like, 
But imagine if you put your head up and you said hello and you smiled at them. Generally, people are like, hey, how's it going? And it was so funny. People come and said, I needed that reminder, a reminder to do something so simple that makes so much sense, but was very emotional when they were reminded about it. I feel like that's part of the frustration. I'm a human. I should be able to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. You're not oh, asking totally. them to do like, you know, a particle accelerator here, you know, <laughs> it's like solve some of the mysteries of the universe. You know, it's like we're asking you to do human things. Now, yeah. That can be frustrating when you're not exhibiting those things. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the, it's it's kind of a balance, right, where you can tell someone to, you know, for example, if you use your example mm -hmm. to like keep your head up in your conference. But if there's something psychologically that's there, that's compelling them yeah. to have their head down, maybe they have some shame, whatever, they're just socially, socially right. shy, that extra pressure might backfire. Right. Right. So it's the same thing with when I, when I tell myself, for example, don't go on your phone, that extra pressure, it should be easy not to go on your phone. You're ruining your life with this phone. That extra pressure might help some people, but it also might backfire. So you got to be kind of yeah. careful with that kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's uh. It's interesting. I think some people could take it and be like, oh, this is just more of a burden for me to like, yeah. which seems it would see then the person who's like eight of nine or something. They go, why don't you just do that? You 100%. know, like, right. So like, 100%. right. Yeah. And then the yeah. person who identifies like that goes, no, I understand that. That's really difficult to do. Yeah. So yeah, there's more nuance. One, you know, if there were one on two on 10 at that conference, they're probably feeling like they don't have anything to add to, to someone's life or yeah. to the conversation. So right. It's like, exactly. It makes no sense to be all cheery and chipper yeah. when they see somebody. And I talked about that with them. I said, you know, you guys, you're all of you guys are a light. You're you have so many good things to offer. Yeah. And, you know, and I would say, hey, I'll help you with it. I'll go. And it was funny watching people who had a hard time try it. Yeah. That was beautiful because even though it may have been awkward, it was like they were changing their life in that moment, doing something that they had never thought that they would do. But that I think of people in that eight of nine and all that, that was like, why can't you like that's? Yeah. So I like what you're doing because you're like, say, listen, there's a lot of nuance to this, you know, like that's good. But this is also good, too, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. We got it. You have to reach people where they are. Yeah. And that's that's my thesis is that there's a certain segment of the population who are just not being served. Yeah. And it's because very few people have transitioned from the out of there. And right. The few right. that have, you know, it takes a decade and they're not, they're not going to go back and yeah. write a book about it. Right. That's now, okay. So tell me yeah. about Reddit here. Are we going to, this is the Reddit portion of this conversation because yeah. Simon, you seem to have got a foothold in this. And this is an area I, I know a lot of things. I had know nothing about Reddit, well, man. Like, let's let's back up a little bit. Let's let I'm, I'm this is more like a say business development type of conversation, right? So the, this happened sort of by accident, but in retrospect, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Where I have this idea where it's like if you have a goal, right? Let's say you have especially a good like metric goal. Let's say you want to have, you know, hundred thousand email subscribers. Okay, so it's like a nice number to aspire to mm -hmm. if you start off with that goal you have your zero email subscribers and you're like how do i get to 100,000? that's a very daunting if not completely right. overwhelming ambition right right so it's like it's like how do i even do that do yeah. i buy a super fancy microphone and podcast setup do i get a, if I, you know there's just a million things you could possibly do so with with what i call logarithmic goal setting 
right? Instead of telling yourself, how do I get to 100,000? Break down your goal into, let's say, five different levels that increase by an order of magnitude. Mm -hmm. So level one is to go from zero to one. Level two is to go from one to 10, three, 10 to 100, yeah. 100 to 1,000, 1,000 to 10,000, 10,000 to 100,000. And then take all those levels and just start at the level that you're at right now. So to go from zero to one subscriber is a completely different set of questions, set of needs, set of everything than to go from zero to hundred thousand, right? So right. just ask yourself, how do I go from zero to one subscriber? Pick up your phone. Hey bro, you want to join my email list? Okay. Yeah, no problem. Done. Right. Next one to 10. That again is a completely different um, question than one to hundred thousand, but that's something that you could figure out. And what's cool is that every less, every level that you kind of graduate from, you can leverage the tools, the learnings, the, the following that you garnered from the previous um, level. Right. Right. So it's like you're only solving the problem that's kind of immediate and that's you can actually chew on and understand. Yeah. So with that framework, I was just like, like, I stopped dreaming about having hundred thousand email subscribers. It was just like, how do I, you know, get to hundred email subscribers? And the great thing about Reddit is that it's, there's zero barrier to entry. Okay. So like Twitter, for example, as compared to Twitter, where if I had the most genius idea ever, and I just have, I start off with a brand new account and I just post it. I mean, there's a very small chance that it's going to get any steam. What's probably going to happen is it'll just sit there. Right. Right. Now, Reddit is completely different. Reddit, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, how many whatever karma, whatever points you have. When you post something to a subreddit, it's, it's a pure meritocracy. So if it's a good idea, if it's a good post, a good link, whatever, it'll get upvoted. And if it's not, it'll get down, downvoted. So that, that to me was just like, it's, it was a perfect place to just kind of get the ball rolling, to go from, you know, 10 subscribers to, to hundred subscribers, right? It was just like, I can just do it. So that's, yeah. so if you have an idea, you have, you want to start writing, I strongly suggest to your audience or to whoever to, to find a niche subreddit and to just divulge your, your ideas there. But there's a caveat. You mentioned that you don't know Reddit. You, you know, it's kind of. Yeah, like I mean, a, I've been on there a few times for podcasting yeah. and stuff, and it it seems like there's some. You have, you have to, to kind know. of know that you got to know the system uh, because they'll like percent. they'll like basically be like, no, we're not going to have that post or 100%. like, no. So, and that so that is different from a lot of these other systems because it's just like freely posting stuff, mostly other systems. Yeah. The, and here it's like you got to actually think about it. 100 percent. Which I love, that's, by the way. I like but that. that's. The reason why it still exists is because the the, the people that are there are very um, kind of like aware of and against any sort of agenda, like yeah. origin. The place exists to share value, period. Okay, so if you go there being like, hey, I have a new blog post, come to <laughs> right. Like, even no. if it's to you, it's great value. It's like, no, we just want value and nothing yep. else. So it's like, there's a certain art form to it. And, and like, I have the advantage that I've, I've been addicted to Reddit since 2007. So I know yeah. the ins and outs of the website. I know exactly right. what 
gets the sort of thing that gets upvoted and downvoted kind of thing. Obviously, I'm I don't know everything. I make a ton of posts that just sit there and don't do well. Um, but it's just it takes a certain tact to it. It takes a certain kind of like. I mean, the first thing you should do is is let's say let's say your 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 thing is I don't know rock climbing. You go to that rock climbing subreddit. Or the, there might be a couple of them. Read the rules. Read a bunch of posts. Sort them by you know top of the week, whatever kind of thing. Understand what sort of content does well in these things, um, and then you know work your content in that way. And and some of these subreddits they don't even allow links, so it's kind of like yeah. those. You know, you, it, they're, they're very good at to just get ideas out. But if you want to link back to your stuff, it, it's very hard to like subtly drop a link. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like bots that can find it kind of thing. So, but the one in particular that I post to is, is, is our get disciplined. And that one's great because it's like, you know, there's about, there's a good amount. There's about a million subscribers to that subreddit. So there's a good amount of traffic to it. Right. It's not too big. Um, and they allow links. And it's a, there's a pretty active community there that keeps the content good. Like if you're, if you just pop into there and you, you know, look what's, what are the best posts of the day, there's some really good content there. Um, so I've, my method is I just post my article, my article, I structure it in a way usually that it's kind of like, without it being this overt, I'm like, here's the problem. And now here's the solution. Yeah. format it that that kind of way like I, I really make them understand the reader understand i hook them in by them seeing that i understand their struggle and then i'm like sometimes i'm literally just like okay that's the problem now let's talk about the solution and i kind right. of go down the little method or whatever and at the end i'll like kind of in a, in a nice way i'll plug my website my pdf to like to my to my whole method i'll be like you know and because of this process i was able to get better which i described more in my habit reframe method Check out this link at the, at, if you want, kind of thing. Yeah. Very subtle, very kind of like not in their face. And uh, if the content's good, it gets upvoted. It gets up, right. upvoted. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's interesting. I feel like obviously Reddit is big, but I don't hear about it kind of on kind of the other mainstream. aspects, you know, the mainstream, what well, I would me, call the mainstream stuff. Yeah. Very, very good comment because let's go back to my logarithmic goal setting. Reddit has been amazing at getting me from a thousand emails to 10,000 emails. I'm on this like nice linear trajectory. Yeah. If, I have, if I have a post that does well, like amazingly well, I can get three to 400 new emails on, right. on, on a post, which is, which is depending on who you are, it's either amazing or that's, that's not, that's nothing. Right. But for me, that's great. So that's, that's, that'll just keep me on a nice linear trajectory of 10,000, but to go from 10,000 to hundred thousand, it's not the place that's going to make it happen. Yeah, like I'll have to, I'll, I'll be the I'll, I'll need to be there for fifty years to make it happen. The math doesn't work out. Mm. It's just there's a ceiling. Like no matter how good my article is, there's just not enough traffic to make it explode out to yeah. get anything to that level of growth. But that's that's okay. That's why like right now I'm just I'm okay with being on this level. Like yeah. I can personally I can only sustain with my group program. I can only sustain that level of growth. I don't I don't have products and things that are that need a bigger audience yeah so it's like right now i'm perfectly happy being a level three of my of my brand it's like when i want to grow out go to level four okay back to the drawing board what can i do to, to do that all right maybe i need to expand out to, to you know short form video on tiktok and instagram reels and all that maybe i need to do more collaborations and yeah you know get my book out there there's a whole 
that's the problem I'll deal with when I'm ready to, to move on to that next level. Right. What's interesting, I think, is a lot of people, they want to jump to that pretty quickly. Yeah. That, I, I've been there. Right. Right. I mean, that's a very common issue with people. It's like, I want to jump to that right now. I don't want to build this. I don't want to be okay with this other level. Yeah. That but seems I mean, to be a large issue. But I mean, like, try a lot, a lot of, because they, they hear stories of the guy who, shot up to fame with yeah. you know a few few things maybe that's the norm or maybe that's the exception i don't really know but there are tons of other examples of youtubers that just posted for years and then only on year three did they sort of get traction and they kind of yeah move, right so yeah like I, i'm just all about kind of like dealing with feelings of overwhelm because the youtuber who posts every every week for three years is freaking rare yeah. I can post like, I swear on your, Yo, you podcast, can say anything you want, anything you fucking want. Rare. <laughs> yes, it is like, fucking rare. It's man. very rare for someone to have the nerve. Like someone like me, let's say who's shy and who's, who's very, mm -hmm. um, what's the word triggered by a lack of validation. Yeah. Like I've, I posted YouTube videos before this, all this Reddit stuff posted YouTube videos, they get six views and I'm, shattered it's mm. like overwhelmingly a negative experience and i believe yeah. it within a day or two right i can't imagine doing that over and over again for three years it's just it's just beyond yeah feasible. and that's what we're told do this post 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 post, sure. post. if you want to blow up you just got to post post like that just didn't work so what worked was like okay forget hundred thousand i understand that's what i need to do post to get hundred thousand but let's just do 10 now let's just figure out how to yeah. get 10 subscribers to my youtube channel yeah. Once I get to 10 subscribers, how can I get 100,000? I can get to, to 100. Like, just size down a little bit. I mean, you'll get there, but you just need to, to, to do only what's important for your current level. That's my, yeah. that's my impression. It's great advice. It's, it's tremendous. If I actually had a lady on who, <clears throat> a fitness professional, I think she has like 700,000 subscribers. But, okay. but, but we talked about this same process, and she was like, Dude, I was posting for years with nothing and yeah. just posting. And she's like, you just the the machine is happening, but you have to like withstand like kind of the rejection you feel in. I, but that's hard if you're not offered for that. You that's, know, like there's a level that it's easy to drop out of that. It's very easy to go. Nothing's happening. This feels like a blow to my confidence for that. So that's what I love about you're working in that area. It feels like, 100%. right. You're working in that area. Thousand percent. Like I started because my YouTube like three months ago and I finally got a hundred subscribers, but like I hadn't given it any effort before then I was like, ah, maybe I'll try. I wasn't ready for YouTube for a long time. Not because I had self-confidence issues. It just was like, I don't know. I'm just not ready. I just don't feel I'm there yet. Yeah. But everybody was telling me, you got to get on. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not really into it right now, you know? Yeah. And it's just, you know, all these episodes go on there and crazy. Some episodes get huge things and some is like three. You know I mean? It's hard to know what people yeah. like too. <laughs> like, but imagine strange. if you're, are you the kind of person, if it gets three, like how does that affect you psychologically? You know, I, it doesn't really bother me much. You, you have to understand that is, yeah. you're a freak. No, I, <laughs> that's, and that's, that's true. Rare. It doesn't because I just keep doing I am the person like I post like almost 20 videos a month of podcasts. I just keep ripping up like when people say, oh, how many podcasts you've done? I'm like almost 500. And they're like, how do you do that? <laughs> like to me, I'm like, oh, I just do it. 
But I, I'm not a fool. I know that that's difficult to do. Yeah. And I know that when, the, you know, it's not like that. If someone were, someone were to ask you, how do I become that way? How would you respond? You know, that's an interesting question. I would say, you know what? I would do just like, here's the thing. I would do one a week. Do like one. Just do one. Don't try to do like five a week. But how do, you, one. how do you not get phased when you get three views? How do you do that? How, 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 and see, I'm, I'm yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you respond, but no, I'll, you see what that, so that's interesting because I think that that takes me back to like my upbringing yeah. and that I failed a lot in athletics growing up. So I was used to not like, I won a lot, but I also lost a lot. So yeah. I knew what it was like to fail. And it was, I was okay with failing because I had failed so much in athletics. So like, I knew like, if you lost, I was a track and field athlete in college. If you lost, you just went back again. You just picked yeah. your, so losing was a good thing for me because but, it okay. showed me, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bug you, pick yourself back to then how, when you're in college, how do you yeah. not care? Like, I'm, oh, I'm I definitely trying, cared. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, but like how but it's, you still got back up and you yeah. kept going, right? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to tease at the answer. I'm trying to get you to be like, I don't know. That's just how I am. Yeah, to a certain extent, that's the case. To right? a certain extent, yes. And yeah. I had obviously and, you weren't yeah. perfect when you're younger, but like, yeah, it came. It, it it's came more natural for me. Let's just put it away. It's more natural for me. Yeah. Like I like tedious things. I enjoy yeah. tedious work. Yeah. So like, when I was running uh, fitness clubs and stuff, I didn't. I like doing payroll. Most people hate doing payroll. Yeah. Because it's just like looking at all these numbers, projection, it feels like overwhelming. I would see it and I was like, oh, this is, this is like an interesting challenge. That's, that's just a different mind I have, you know. But like, that's, that's, that's exactly my point. If someone were to ask you, you know, I hate doing payroll. How do I love doing payroll? Yeah, you may never love it. <laughs> let, me give you, let me give you a perfect example. I'll never forget this. Um, it was, I, I used to be really, I guess I still am really into um, Casey Neistat. He's a YouTuber. I don't know if you, you okay. Know. He, he was like, he's just, he's just this legend in terms of like daily vlogging, really good yeah. content and all that. And one of his episodes, he used to do these like Q and A sessions where he just answers questions that he'd get on email or whatever. And one of them was, like, it was a person, it was a young person. He was like, you know what, Casey, I see you always motivated, like always getting out there doing more work and all that. Like, I'm not like that. How do I, how do I become motivated? You know, I, I wake up and I'm lazy and all that. Like, how yeah. do I become like you? And I'll never forget Casey's answer. It was the most genuine, honest, perfect answer. He was like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I never had to deal with that. I don't know. I'm just motivated. Yeah. Like every other guru, whatever person out there is going to try their best, you know, to be, to be kind and like, you know what, you got to just kiss stick with it and just wake up. And Casey was like, just straight up real. Like, I don't know. I'm so, I don't, sorry. I don't have the, yeah. Like, I'm not the one who's going to write your self-help book. Like, I yeah. know, I know it looks like I'm the destination that you want to be. Like, I get that, but I don't have the path to, to get there. Yeah. You know because I mean? He's just, never been like that person. Never been like that. He's never been it's like just, that. He never will like, be that person. You know? No, for sure not. But I mean, like, who, who says stuff like that? No, it's you know? true. Like, if any, any person at the top of their game, they're going to be asked that question. They're, they're going to have a nice answer. They're, it might be inspirational yeah. and all that. Sure. But at the end of the day, they don't know. They yeah. just don't know. And they can't, help, yeah. they can't help them. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> this is fantastic, Simon. Seriously. Like <laughs> I never know what I'm getting into when I have a conversation with people. I don't plan it. I just want to like be in the moment with the person. And, uh, 
this is this is and the whole entire conversation is full of tremendous wisdom tremendous wisdom it's a credit to you and for being where you have been and you identify with a lot of the people you're working with like being at that point i mean what an amazing arc that you've had to do these things so much respect man so much respect i beyond appreciate that i really seriously a lot of respect like you have a very interesting like unique but it should make sense (laughs) point of view how does those how do those two things exist at the same time (laughs) you know uniquely common sense (laughs) yeah yeah hey i i hear you man it's just like Mind a, lot of, a lot of trial and error, man. Yeah. I've gone, Isn't that through life? I've gone through it. So, man, I'm so grateful that uh, you agreed to come on here and, and chat with Likewise. me. And Likewise. Yeah, man. It's just so please tell everyone how they can connect with you. Uh, yes. The best way is to just go to habitreframe.com and there's, there'll be, you'll be able to get, get access to the to free PDF I give. It's, it's, it's my method in a kind of a nice short, uh, easy to digest, digest form. Eventually, there there's going to be a, a link to my book, and and actually through the through the PDF through the method, you can get also access. You got a link to the group program, which I kind of facilitate the application of of the of the, of the method. Um, but just start with the PDF, understand, kind of get where I'm coming from with these things. And if you're like, you know what, I want to apply this in a group setting with my support, with my engagement, yeah. um, with a bit of accountability there's, there's, there'll be, there'll have the opportunity for that as well, man. Unbelievable. Seriously. (laughs) Excellent information, Simon. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and, uh, we'll be in touch, man. Great. Take care. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area. And now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.